0: Morning all, this has been a 007 back for your BFI London Film Festival 2016 movie coverage. And today I'm talking to you about last night's opening night gala, the movie A United Kingdom. This is a political romance based on a true story directed by Amma Asante, who is a promising young black female director from Britain, which is fantastic to see her given the red carpet for the opening night. And the story she has chosen to tell is the story of a young London working class girl called Ruth Williams. This is sort of 1947, so just after World War II. And she meets at a missionary society dance, a young handsome black man called Soretzi Karma and they fall in love, but it turns out that he is studying law in order to go back to his country and rule as its king, because he is the king of Betuanaland, and his uncle has been ruling as regent since he was very little. You think this is going to be a romance about battling conventional racism at a time when it was very unusual to have mixed-race couples, and so we have objections from Ruth's father, played by... uh, Rodney from Only Fools and Horses, and we have objections from his uncle back in Land, which are very earnest and well-founded. I don't think they relate specifically to Ruth, but more that he needs to be a leader to his people and that it will be very offensive for his people at a time of heightened racial conflict to be presented with this white woman to be their queen and ruler. So this brings everyone to an impasse, but actually it's the wider political objections that this poor couple face that really motivate the film. It turns out that Betuanaland is an incredibly poor country bordering South Africa, and three centuries previously the country has applied to Britain for protection. So it is a British protectorate, which means the British Empire has a say in its colonial affairs. The reason for this is that Betuanaland is fearful of South Africa coming in, staking a claim and taking it over just at the time when South Africa is introducing apartheid laws. So this puts the British government in an invidious position because on the one hand, does it really care if the black king marries a white woman? Maybe not, but it cannot afford in its own perception to anger South Africa. Because this is the start of the Cold War against the Soviet Union. Britain is impoverished itself after fighting World War II. I mean, you have to remember that Britain was facing food rations after the war, not during it. And South Africa, as part of the Commonwealth, is providing Britain with uranium for nuclear weapons, but also with gold. And, you know, for those of you who know your economic history, this would have been incredibly important to the British government. So I'm not making excuses for what happened, but I'm just saying that what I really like about this film is that it's balanced. It has a very straight moral compass. It knows that this couple, the star-crossed couple, are on the side of right, and that there should be equality, and it shouldn't matter if you marry a black woman or a white man, or vice versa. But it's incredibly balanced. It It balances the love story with the politics. It balances showing you the racism on either side of the color bar. So not only is the black king fighting for acceptance from the white woman's father, but she's also struggling for acceptance by his tribe, by his sister and aunt and uncle. But it's also balanced insofar as it shows you both the impersonal cruelty of empire, but it also shows you in the person of the prime minister Clement Attlee at the time, the difficult choices Britain was facing. But just a word on on the impersonal forces of empire. That's embodied in two civil servants played by Jack Davenport and Tom Felton, who you may know as Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter movies. And I have to say they're brilliant. The acting in this film is actually brilliant throughout, particularly from the leads, Rosamund Pike and David Oyelowo. But uh, Davenport and Felton are great because they have this very casual, patronizing, supercilious air that captures the British empire. And what we now know was its height, You know, just before it really started to crumble and die. But they have this absolute casual indifference to these two lovers and there's some very good unintentional comedy that comes out of it. You know, Jack Davenport dressed in this ludicrous colonial military uniform going to impose direct rule on the tribe who just refused to turn up. And you have, you know, for what is actually a fairly earnest political romance, you do have some very, very funny lines in it from screenwriter Guy Hibbert. Um, you know, it's it's not what I would call a funny film throughout, but when they try for humour it really works, it really works well, and it breaks the tension of what would otherwise be quite a harrowing story. So overall, I found this utterly fascinating. Um, Betuanaland becomes modern day Botswana, it still apparently is a stable democracy, and the story of this couple who were sort of unintentionally forced into being these great political activists because of the prejudice that they faced, I think is a great, important and good one. And as I walked out of the cinema, I just thought, I really want to know more about this story. And I think that's always a sign of a great film. When it tells you enough, but intrigues you and gets you on the hook, when it truly broadens your perspectives, gives you a story that you just didn't know. Um, I think this is really why I go to cinema. It's to get a little, you know, a keyhole view into a world that I didn't know before. So I think director Amasante has done a good job. I think it's well acted, brilliantly scripted. It's a great, great story. Um, If there's any flaws with the film, I I thought the direction was probably, you know, not particularly exciting. And the score in particular, I thought was quite weak. It was very sort of standard issue Hollywood orchestral score. Didn't really take advantage of the ability to maybe use some of the African influences on the music. Um, But these are small nitpicks. This is really an interesting film, and I would urge you to go and check it out. A United Kingdom had its European premiere at the London Film Festival 2016, but it also played the Toronto Film Festival to great acclaim. The movie has a running time of 111 minutes. It has been rated as a 12A certificate by the British Board of Film Classification for its racist language and moderate violence. But really, this is a good film, and I think it's a film that actually sort of older kids um, would really benefit from seeing because it's good political history. You get a glimpse of a very young Tony Benn which was uh, brilliant because I always think of him as a very old man, an old MP with a pipe that you see him in his young, younger days. It, it's it's a really lovely film and you could very easily seeing it see it being used in classrooms. The movie will be released in Australia on November 10th, the United Kingdom and Ireland on November 25th in Sweden on January the 13th, the United States on February 17th, and in Denmark on March 9th. But I keep checking back because I'm sure it will be sold to many other countries and territories. So that's been the review of Amara Sante's Wonderful, A United Kingdom. I hope you'll check back. I know I haven't been updating the podcast very frequently of late, but I will be trying to cover the big red carpet events at the London Film Festival and look forward to sharing those thoughts and reviews with you all. Thank you for listening. <laughs>